0: flower that's in bloom the greater ones like the oceans you've made blue in the greatest of all your plans. way straight to my soul.
1: You can be seated. Welcome to Cornerstone Baptist Church. We're glad you're here tonight. And uh, tonight we're going to do things a little bit different. Obviously, we have uh, Sing for the King Ministries here with us tonight. And they're going to be leading our worship service as well as we're going to give you an opportunity to partner with them in the work that they do uh, in the prison ministries as missionaries to the prisoners. And, uh, and so uh, by giving tonight, and we'll get to that portion of our service as we go along as well as we've made a commitment as a church to try to reach a dollar amount, and I've got a feeling we're going to get there or maybe even surpass it tonight and excited about that, okay? Uh, let me introduce you to the band. All of these guys are, are uh, former convicts, right, Ms. Carey? Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, that's one of the requirements to go in to sing for the king. You have to have served hard time, and uh, so we've got uh, you know Chris back here and uh, and, and and Eric, and uh, the only one that hasn't served hard time is Ricky and uh, and Carrie. Uh, so uh, no, uh, we we're gonna have fun tonight. Things gonna be a little bit laid back, and uh, honestly, I have no idea what's about to happen uh, because I'm not in charge. So we'll see how this all unfolds tonight. Uh, but let's open up with a word of prayer and then I'm going to turn it back over to these guys and uh, and we'll proceed. Father, thank you so much for the day and for the opportunities uh, that you give to us to celebrate the work of the gospel in people's lives, not only right here in Sedalia uh, and across the globe, but uh, certainly in our prisons. And tonight we have the privilege of being able to hear what you're doing uh, in men and women's lives who are incarcerated. Uh, and Father, we sometimes in our own bubbles in our own worlds, in our own lives, we lose sight of, uh, uh, of, uh, of the world, lose sight of those that are lost and dying and desperate. In need of the gospel's uh, uh, presence and proclamation in their life, and and so I'm thankful tonight that we have a church that gets it, understands, supports ministries such as these, and uh, uh, has the opportunity to be a blessing uh, and to send forth. I, I'm so uh, privileged to be able to pastor a church that that understands the need and and seeks to meet that need uh, through uh, through uh, uh, sending out servants. And I'm thankful for you, most of all, who calls out servants uh, to go into these uh, these places and to uh, share the gospel, to share the love of Christ uh, for those uh, who so desperately need it. Father, I pray that tonight would be an opportunity for us to celebrate your work, your glory in the lives of so many folks and also an opportunity for us to partner together, to join together in the work of the gospel uh, as we partner with Sing for the King. Father, we thank you most of all for your son Jesus who paid the penalty for our sin and calls us as he did this morning to deny ourselves, to sacrifice, to pick up our cross daily and to follow after him. Father, may we answer that call even tonight in this service. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen.
2: So as we begin, we're going to do several things tonight, but as we begin, I want to share some statistics with you. Um, I'm going to have Jason put up a slide that I found today. I We actually did an event last month, um, and they said that the U.S. had the most incarcerated in, in all the world, and we were like, "Wow, really?" So I had to research that, and this is, this is the the stat we found today um, that out of half of the world's prison population of, of about nine million, is held in the U.S., China, or Russia. But look at the U.S. compared to China and Russia. It's just it's just overwhelming that over two million um, people here in the United States are incarcerated, and and um, that's not counting all of those on probation and parole, and and just right here in Missouri, there's uh, 32,000 people incarcerated, and over um, 50, 58,000 people are on probation or parole, and and 19 to 20,000 people are released every year back into our cities, back into our towns, and and uh, we want them to know Christ. We want them coming back into our in our our communities, um, with this relationship that really does change lives, and, and so that's why we go, that's why we go to prisons to, um, for the first, firstly, because we're called to go, not everybody is, um, but we're called to go, and so we go, and, and, um, I wanted to share a couple of things about what prison ministry is like, um, as we, as we worship, uh, I'm going to go totally out of order on all the things I wrote down, but, but um, prison ministry is fiery. When these men and women that we see, they stand and they, they sing at the top of their lungs and they, they shout and proclaim who, who God is, they, um, when they're set free, they're thankful, they're free. I think we, we so much, so sometimes we just forget um, the work of Christ in our own lives. And we sit stagnant instead of they're excited and they they live like they're free. Um, it's a it's a freeing experience for me to see that they're shouting at the, the top of their lungs um, the the glory of God and and um, when when anybody does anything we pr- we'll pray and they'll clap and and we'll come up to speak and they'll clap and I I really like to incorporate that here on Sunday morning when Pastor Chris comes up to bring the word to start clapping but aren't wouldn't you be excited to hear what God's got for you in his word? I would just, if we would just embrace that and take that with us everywhere we go. But, but when we sing Chain Breaker, we're going to sing Chain Breaker here, and we're, we testify. Don't you have something in your life? Think about something in your life that you can testify about. Your salvation, the most important thing, but anything else that God's done for you and doing for you. Um, so let's stand and sing this together. you've been
0: walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to fill the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you've got pain He's a pain taker you feel lost he's a way maker if you need freedom save saving he's a prison shaken savior if you got chains he's a chain breaker we all searched for the light of day in the dead of night Can't feel it. Somebody testify. Savior, if you've got chains, he's a chain
2: breaker. Amen, you may be seated. And they stand the whole service. I, You know, I do like 10 songs in a prison service, 10 to 15 songs, and they stand for everyone. <laughs> it's a little crazy. Anyway,
3: go ahead. Sorry. You done? Yeah. Okay. I'm just yeah. making sure. No, it's all good. Um, so, no, sorry. I say some dumb things sometimes. Uh, you know, uh, um... Tonight it's going to be different, right? It's just going to be different. We're going to do things different than we've done before. Uh, I mean, this is our church, right? We can just kind of let it all loose, you know. We we go to other churches and we try to stay in this proper form and we try to do things, you know. But but we, the us three, you guys know us, right? I mean, we're a little odd, and or at least two of us are. Two of us are a little odd. I'm okay, but you know, uh, but no, we do like to have fun. And you know, Christy said, you know, I. I liked how Christie said that. You know, she said that we were called to do this. You know, we were called to do prison ministry. But so, what does it mean to be called into the ministry? You know, well, what does it mean to be called of God for for anything? Well, in a sense, right? As Christians, we're all called right to Christ. I mean, we're, we're called to follow Him. Uh, we're called to obey Him. I mean, and Chris actually touched on the scripture that I was going to use this morning. I mean, he um, he made it very clear, right, when he said to his disciples that uh, in Luke 9, 23, it says, if anyone, right, would come after me, right, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. You know, the, the, the call of Jesus himself, right, is this ultimate call on all of our lives, right? Not just us three, but everybody that's hearing my voice right now, you're called to Christ. You know, but, but what is the calling within the call? You know, uh, what is it that, that God has put on your heart to do? You know, what is this work that you, you, you feel drawn to do? I mean, what is the work that you really feel compelled to do by God? You know, and for us three, hands down, it's prison ministry. Because we love it, right? God has really just, he's changed our lives through this ministry. You know, because, you know, a calling is something, like I said, that God places within our lives. And if you don't mind, I kind of like to give you just a little bit of background on my life. You know, since it's my church, I can be a little bit more personal with, right? You guys, I mean, you're stuck with me. I'm sorry, you know. But, uh, you know, whenever I was called into the ministry and and to do, you know, and to start doing some work, you know, at the age of 33, you know, I was extremely terrified and extremely excited all at the same time. And, and people, and, and a lot of pastors can probably rec, you know, understand exactly what I'm talking about. But see, what, what I did, though, is I started jumping into any kind of ministry I could get a hold of, right? Whether I was called to do it or not, right? I just thought, well, you're a ministry. You should just do it all, right? So, so I you know I, I tried youth ministry, which I loved, you know, but I'd still I just didn't feel like that is where exactly where God wanted me, you know? And then I, I tried children's ministry. <laughs> that almost got me out of the ministry. But, but, uh, but, but I knew right off the bat that's not where I needed to be. I mean, I love kids, but uh, I love for them to just stay with their parents. Uh, but, um, you know, and th- then, we, then we tried family ministry. You know, Christy and I did. But still, you know, my heart's desire was honestly, I know this might freak you out, but, but to be a pastor of a little country church. That's what I wanted to do, because that's what my daddy does, right? You know, and, and, and I, that's, the, that's the, the desire that I had. And, and, you know, but, but whenever the opportunity would come up for it, you know, I, and I'd, I had a couple opportunities to be a pastor of a little country church, I mean, I begged God. I pleaded with God and said, God, please, give me a piece about this, because this is what I want, right? This is what I want. And he just never would, you know, and then and then, instead of like just him, you know, instead of, you know, entrusting in his will and, and that, uh, you know, he has everything planned out for me, I started to have the little doubt come in me. You know, I had a little doubt of, uh, 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 am I really even supposed to be in the ministry? You know, and then, you know, I, through this time, I, you know, whenever I could get Christy to talk to me, you know, sometimes, you know how women are, they just don't like to share their feelings a lot, but what... Uh, <laughs> Well, Whenever I could actually get her to just sit down and, and, and talk about life things, you know, and, and talk about ministry as a couple, you know, she, she, would, always, she, she would always tell me that, uh, that she said, James, I truly believe that God has this big plan in our lives. You know, and, and when she said that, she meant it. You know, and I could see it in her eyes, like God had already given her some kind of vision down the road You know, that God had this perfect plan for us. And and then one night, one Friday night in 2015, I went to Algoa for the very first time in Jeff City, a prison in Jeff City. You know, and I seen why God never gave me a piece about any of those churches. because, Because God had this different plan for my life. He had this perfect plan, right? I mean... God, and then God placed this burning desire right for, for I mean because I'll be honest with you, I never gave prison ministry a thought really never I didn't even I didn't even think they even had ministry in prisons. I, I just did I just didn't there was no it was not on my radar at all but once I went there, God totally changed my perspective on things. you know he he gave me this desire. Uh, uh, to tell these men that, uh, that they're not forgotten, right? I mean, that, that they can receive the same forgiveness that probably everyone in this room has gotten, you know, that the, and that there's hope, there's true hope for tomorrow. You know, it says in Philippians, it says, in Philippians 2.13, it says, it is God who works in you both to will and to do good pleasure, you know, God has placed a desire in all three of us, right? To do this work, to 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 do His will. And and He gives us this strength because prison ministry is hard, right? It is. It's just hard. It's not like pastoring a church or anything. I mean this is a really this is a really hard thing to do. I don't he must have left. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean there I mean we just don't, you know, work one hour a week. I mean Hi, pastor. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, like I said, you know, but we have this great pastor that works way more than an hour a week. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, but, but it is. I mean, there's, there's a lot of driving. I mean, there's preparation to do all of it. I mean, we're on schedule to do 150 to 170 services, you know, this year. And uh, that takes time, Right. And, and, and also, it's extremely hard whenever we pour out our hearts sometimes to these men, and guess what? They don't all get it. They don't all receive it. They all, you know, but but there's a few actually. There's quite a few that do, you know. In that church, that's why we go. You know, we uh, last Friday night. Um, it was uh, usually. Usually one time a year, during our birthday months, we'll we'll, we'll tell our story because they're constantly asking us that you know to tell our testimony, uh, you know what, what God has done in our lives, and and uh, November is is my birthday month, the whole month, but uh, you know you, if you guys knew me, you would know that that's a big deal. Um, so uh, but so last uh, last Friday, I, I told my story, right? I told um, I told what God has brought me out of, you know, because. I, uh, you know, and I'm not going to tell it all tonight, but, you know, I, I didn't used to be, you know, so nice, <laughs> you know, and uh, I used to do a lot of things that, you know, that I'm ashamed of now, but, you know, God got me through that, and, uh, you know, after I got done and I came down, usually what, you know, it's kind of how we've done here before is that, you know, when I get done speaking, uh, Christy will sing some more, and then I'll kind of stand alongside the, of the, the, the chapel, and then. Johnny will come and kind of take my place, and I'll go to the back. But as I as I came down there, this this gentleman come up and he taps me on the shoulder and, and uh, he starts talking to me about about how the same things that you know I went through, he's actually going through right now. And uh, you know, I, I as I, so I said, can I just pray with you? You know, so. So as I'm praying with him, I, I place my hands, right, on his shoulders, and I could feel his head kind of turn to the side a little bit, and and I'm just praying kind of what God has laid upon my heart, and I and I feel some stuff hitting my hands, right? And I could hear him, and I could just feel him weeping, and he was weeping so hard that whenever I, I got done praying, and I looked up, and he pulled up his head, I... I know it was a, we're in a sensitive moment, but, I mean, he had snot running all the way from his nose to my arm. You know, it was down on the ground, and, and it was kind of, you know, it was holy snot. But, uh, you know, but, but, but it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen since we've been started going there. You know, this man that was completely broken, you know, uh, of his past, you know, and that, he, that finally he realized that God can forgive him of this, right? And, and and whenever we were done and, and I looked back up at him again, I mean, yes, he was crying and stuff on, uh, Stuff was coming out every part of his, you know, up here. And, and But yet he had this smile, right? He had a smile going, I know it's going to be okay, right? He says that's, you know, th- that's why we do this. And, you know, me and Christy and Johnny, we had to, we had to, all three of us come to a point, I'm probably going way longer than I should have, but, you know, uh, we had to come to this point where, where we had to realize that, for us to be able to do this, we had to be ready to be used. You know, we had to pray that prayer kind of like Christy did about, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do anything that you want us to do, you know. And, and everybody's anything looks a little bit different, right? You know, it may not be going into prisons, you know, but, but that's what our anything is, right? God has called us to do this ministry, you know, and, and that's why I truly believe that we are prison missionaries, you know, and because, uh, you know, a missionary is somebody that that takes the gospel right to a foreign land, and, and to a lot of us that's sitting in this room, a prison is a foreign land. We've never been there, right? But yet we get this beautiful opportunity to share this love that God has changed our lives with these men. So let's sing another song, and I think Johnny will probably have something to say in a minute. Thank you.
2: Make this your prayer tonight. Let's stand and sing together. You know this song. We did it last Sunday.
4: on uh, the prison ministry that it uh, not a foreign land to me uh, you know it uh, I'm kind of like the old uh, the guy in Mark 5, a demon possessed man but, uh, cause this, I, was, I was just full of demons and uh, drugs and alcohol, criminal behavior adultery, pornography, lying, cheating stealing, all those things and, and Jesus set me free from that in prison and when he and when he did, when he did, he he, he sort of like he did that guy uh, in Mark chapter five. He told him to go home, go home and tell his neighbors and friends and loved ones what uh, what he had done for him. And uh, it's kind of what he did for me in prison was uh, he embarked on me that uh, I should take what he did for me back to the prisons and uh, and share that with the men and and let them have the security that he gave me that day, you know. There's not a more secure life than a life that's surrendered to Jesus Christ, you know. And and these guys have lost hope and and they're hopeless, they're broken, they're lost. And uh, when they can get this, when they can get this gospel and understand it and and give their lives to Jesus, it's it's the most beautiful thing. It really is, you know. It's just uh, it's pretty awesome what God's doing in there. But uh, you know, this being a being a prison missionary, you know, I uh, I guess I don't really. You know, like James and Christy, I mean, they, they go in, and like I said, it is foreign to them. But, but to me, it's just it's just kind of going back, uh, going back and sharing. But uh, it's kind of a fulfilling a vision for me. It really was. Because, well, I was in prison after I gave my life to Christ, and I started getting more involved with the church there and, and understanding things, and, and and God told me to go back. I... I Wrote in my old prison, this is my old prison Bible, okay? I know you can't see it very well, but uh, this, is, this is what goes on in the prisons. I mean, God reveals so much stuff to us when we come and we surrender our lives to him. And this, this, I've just got pages and pages of stuff. Notes that, that, as he was speaking to me, that I wrote and made. But this one right here is on March the 9th, of two, or March 19th of 2009. And and it says, God's plan for me and my future. And the very first thing on there it says is to have a prison ministry with my family as a supporting cast, okay? And this is my family, okay? God fulfilled that that vision that I had. uh, That was two years after I gave my heart and life to him. Then I circled this right here. It said that uh, Mike Barber needs me. Well, Mike Barber is a big prison minister out of Texas, and uh, I thought that's where... I was supposed to go and what I was supposed to do, but instead he gave me a bigger, a bigger, a bigger partners to be with. And uh, you know, it, uh, one of the things we we get to see in there, of course, is, is God changing hearts. You know, it's uh, you know to me what we do, some of the things that, that that are important and and that we see on a weekly basis is is just leaving this seed. that's uh, a spark of hope for the men. Um, you know, it's hope that will set them free. This song that that Christie sings, this freedom song, is is probably become the most popular song in the fr- in the prisons. But it's so true. You know, when they get a hold of that Christ given freedom, it's it's a new life. But um, it, it's also, if you think about this, it it actually could involve closing a prison as well because. Uh, if you go in there with us on a Friday night or any of our services and you ask the guys how many times they've been to prison, multiple times, and they'll all ninety percent of them will raise their hands, you know. I went five times myself, you know. So if you can stop that recidivism, you know, over time that's gonna take many, many years because there's many, many men waiting in the, in the county jails to go, but there could actually be a closing of a prison through the gospel of Jesus Christ and life life's changed, you know, there. I uh, I was visited by missionaries when I was in prison, you know, it, uh, it changed my life. You know, I experienced them coming in, and, and today I benefit from the time they took out of their lives to share the gospel with me. You know, it, and it was a guy like me. You know, uh, Brother Jack Bays he came into Jefferson City Correctional Center in February 2007, and, and shared shared the gospel with me. But then he also made the statement that he himself had been delivered from all his demons while he was in prison some twenty years before, and uh, that set a little spark of hope off in my heart. You know, it, uh, somebody loving me enough to come, and, and uh, you know I love these men enough to go. Yeah. Um, it's giving back what I've been given, and and, uh, and I wouldn't want to do anything less. You know, I'm a, I'm a direct result of a changed life through prison ministry through the missionaries because the missionary came. You know, Hebrews 13:3 says remember those in prison as though you were one with them well I remember those in prison because I was one with them you know, I, uh, when we experience deliverance you know, Ricky can testify to this Kevin different ones you know when we get this real freedom you know a changed life forever it's, it, it's only natural or should be for us to share the good news with others and what has happened in our lives I feel, in a way, obligated, you know, to go back and do this, but it's it's not really an obligation. It's it's an honor to go share what Jesus has done in my life and and what He's doing in those lives. My kids used to ask me; they'd say, "Dad, why why do you do it? You know, why why do you want to go back to the prisons? Why?" You know, they they want me in their life now, which is kind of you know kind of odd because there was a point where they'd all kind of wished me away from their lives, but. Uh, and, and my answer is, is simple, you know, because somebody came for me, you know, and uh, many, many lives can be changed. You know, the, uh, I, I get, the way it's worked out, and we're, we're working on changing that, but the way it's worked out is I get to go back at the end of the service and lead the guys in the sinner's prayer. And James was talking about this man sobbing on his shoulder the other night, and, those of you who have been in and walked to the back room and and witnessed the very same thing with these men when they come back there, it's the level of brokenness that's that you get to see. It's a snot fest like he's talking about. It's it's guys who are truly broken, truly crying out to God. And and do they all get it? You know, I don't know. You know, I do know this that uh, they. Got to hear what they needed to hear, and it's between them and God to work the rest of it out. But uh, I have one man in particular that uh, that I just I just love him. I forget his name, the long guy with dreadlocks, Heinrich. Yeah. But he came he came in one night and he walked in and he said uh, he, he was laying there watching TV and and he said uh, I came to church. He said I I don't know why I came and. Uh, he said, and then they, then she started singing, and I thought, huh, what am I doing here? He said, and then the guy preached the word of God, and he said, uh-oh, I know why I'm here. And he gave his life to Jesus that you night. Know, and, and there's just hundreds of stories like that. But uh, God is good. He's doing a great work there, and we are honored and privileged to go each week. And we thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts for your support and your love and your prayers—you know—it's the most important thing you can do is pray for us. You know, because uh, God does the work. But James said it: just being willing to go and and being obedient to what He's asked us to do has uh, has been a great, great honor to to be part of this team. So bless you guys. Thank you. Hey,
2: let's wait up just a second, Carrie. <clears throat> Carrie wants to play while I'm going to talk. Okay, so I'm going to talk for a while. So. <laughs> Um, so the freedom song, um, I wrote that. I started it last last year, and it's Galatians 5, one says, For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to yoga slavery. And, and seeing these men week after week, and them some of them struggling so hard to believe that they can be free and that they can stay free and that they don't have to return to the lifestyle um, they once had was a big deal. I saw the struggle with them. And so, so I, I wrote this song and I recorded it early this year. This is a single. And then I asked the producer, I said, can we put the gospel on there? And so there's a bonus track that has the gospel presentation with scripture to walk them through, through salvation. And, um, it's in all the prisons and I encourage you just to get one and give it away. Um, and if you can't buy one, I'll give you one to give away. It's, it's about the gospel. So, um, let's sing this and then I'm going to give you a few more a few more words that I have but now when, when the men sing this in prison they yell out freedom like it's Braveheart seriously so uh, <laughs> it, it's true and when it says call on your name they scream Jesus Jesus they are so thankful for this freedom
0: to be free, free from all your mistakes, shame and regret, your mind can't forget, the cost of the prison you've made. Free to begin a new life given to him. Oh, freedom. Oh, there's no other way. Lay down your guilt, your pain. The weight of your crime is equal to mine, just cause. A new life given through him.
2: So this year we did start the we tried to do this freedom campaign and it was um, to ask for you guys to to pray just to be a prayer partner with us and pray for the ministry and pray for the incarcerated and uh, I, I email and, and send out um, prayer requests that the offenders ask for all the time so if you want to get on that prayer list please uh, come see me afterwards and and then um, we ask that that people would just give to the ministry we travel a lot um, I the typical service. Take seven or eight hours of our day because of traveling there, and then setting up for the service, and and having the service, and then traveling home. So, um, and then and then we ask you if uh, that you just stand with us, if that you would, if you see. I know social media is a big deal these days, so we we post all kinds of things to show social media, just so so we can share it with others, show what show what God is doing in the prisons, and and just just to share that with people, and if you want to go to prison. We haven't had one person that has come in with us not want to go back. So if you'd like to go, just see me, and I can and help you do that too. But, but just to stay up to date and share it with people that, that God's really moving in the prisons. And, and um, so I want to share some of my um, um, takes on what, what it's like to be a missionary in prison. And of course, I said the traveling. It's a it's a lot of traveling because we do two weekly services, um, two monthly services. I, we do three services now. We just picked up a couple more prisons, and we do three services every fifth Sunday, um, starting at 7 a.m. and we end at 9:30 at night. So between the, the starting there and traveling, it's a it's a lot. It's a long day, but it's so worth it. Um, and then you know just preparation, but. Uh, Getting people on board. I, I wrote this down because um, I, this church gets it, but not everybody thinks about prison ministry. I didn't for a long time. But um, just out of sight, out of mind, or they just don't really care. But uh, they, they're these aren't the faces of innocent children that you see on a TV commercial that you can advertise ministry for, a mission trip or a ministry. Um, these, are, these are criminals that um, a lot of them have done horrible things. And um, a lot of people don't uh, don't even think they should get mercy or have see that grace or receive that grace. And, and uh, but we know that uh, God is bigger than all of that. That He sees the heart. That He loves these men and women in prison. And that His Word says that we should go. So so just to uh, keep that on your heart. Just to just to love on those people. Um, and the hard things we see we see men fall. We see them, their struggles, and and we see um, uh, one in, man in particular I have asked you countless times to pray for, Brandon, and, and he's at St. Joe now, so we don't get to see him every week, but uh, just the struggle with addiction. Um, some of these men are afraid of going home. They're afraid of living in society now. How, how do they live in society? And and uh, all the churches that we go to, we just we plead with them to love if, a, if an ex offender comes into their service, that they would love them, that they would stand with them, that they'd support them, because that, that's what they need. They need the body of Christ to surround them and help them along. And, um, and then we, I, I, probably a couple months ago in Algoa, there was a man in the back that had spent 20 some years in prison, and he was getting ready to go home, and he was just wailing wailing and weeping and, and crying because he was afraid to go home, but he said, I'm running to the first church, I see. So, um, or a man struggling, that he has this new faith in Christ, and he wants, his, he wants to honor his marriage, but his wife is still using. Um, the, these problems are real in their lives, and, the, and they need so much our help and support. Um, we have a, a some of you guys that have been with us may have seen our uh, he interprets for the deaf. Brian is his name. I think he's a I think he's a preacher in hiding because he spoke one night. Um, but um, a couple days ago, he was trying to be extorted from from some some gang members or something at Algoa, and um, they. They just wanted to extort money from him. And he stood up and said, no, I'm not doing that. And he went to tell the rec officer, and two men jumped him and beat him up, and now he's in the hole because for his own protection. But um, prison, prison life is sometimes what you see on TV, and then sometimes, but we don't get to see the, the humanness of people um, for those things. And my, my prison story that I want to share happened just a few weeks ago at KCRC. Um, we had a man named Dave he was getting ready to go home and he brought a friend um, named David um, and he this man was a, a, a gang member there at prison and and he brought him for that night and he Johnny gave like an altar call like we do every every night and and he walked they walked out of the room and um, Dave said his friend that he brought David said um, I think I think I was supposed to get saved tonight. I think I was supposed to give my life to Christ tonight. And he's like, "Well, just come on." He just walked they turned around and came back in, and and then Johnny led him to the Lord. And the the friend that brought him um, was just crying and wiping his tears with his shirt. And and it, it was just it was a neat thing to see. But I I wondered after after we left, shame on me, right? But I wondered, will he come back on his own the next week? without his friend to bring him, that brought him in the first place. Will he come back? Well, he came back and he brought somebody else with him. And he's he came back again and again and started helping put things away. And I could just, I could visibly see a change on his face. Um, that he, he got it and that he was a changed man. So this this is why we go. This is why you guys that, that have been supporting us that you are a part of all of this, of the gospel's work in each one of these men and women's lives. And we are so thankful and grateful to you. We're so thankful for this church. Pastor Chris, you can speak now. (laughs) You don't get a song in between, sorry. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I did did want to share one more thing. I'm so sorry. Um, Some of the things that we want to... Have been trying to do for this year and into the next year. Some some goals we want to do are <laughs> um, we want to have more VICS because the three of us go a lot and we. So we're working on. We have two couples actually in the process to be to become a VICS at, at KCRC and Algo. Those are our two weekly services. So whether they fill in once a month or just once in a while, that be or if we're sick or something and they they were able to just go. So that would be beneficial or just go with us um more prisons we've already got farmington both sides of farmington and we're probably getting ready to go to fulton soon and then um an aftercare program we'd really like to do something like maybe a crisis hotline when when men leave and they're they are they come home and it is chaotic and there's they're really struggling that there's somebody that can they can reach out to um uh, tr- making church connections with these guys before they even go home. Um, I'd really like some letter writers. If any of you men would uh, write to offenders, we have men asking if if uh, people we know would write to them. If you want to write to an offender, we would love to have that kind of support. And maybe later on, discipleship and mentoring when when men, men get out. And we just are getting ready to take Bibles into KCRC, so I'm really excited about that. So our... our Our brother, Dean, is going to hook us up with some Bibles to bring there, so.
1: I got nervous there for a second, because she said you can speak now, and I thought I was not on the schedule, Um, but apparently it's time for the offering. Uh, So when we do prison ministry, we have to keep in mind that there are oftentimes families that are impacted by the decisions that are being made behind the razor wire uh, that are in our communities right now that we have the opportunity to serve so uh, i just want us to kind of keep that in mind okay if i could get two men any two men to come and help me with the offering tonight no no need to be shy i've got one bag over here covered up by some jackets and one by dr Loggins. And we're going to take an offering tonight, and this is our opportunity as a church to partner together with Sing for the King. I know that many of you do in various ways. I've, uh, you know, we had a fundraiser down in uh, Link uh, uh, Warsaw a couple weeks ago, and I, I, one of the great blessings was being able to walk in and see, I don't know, the 25 Percent of the people being from Cornerstone Baptist Church or some direct relationship to, uh, that's a great, great, great blessing for for me and and I, uh, our church and what a great testimony. Uh, but tonight we get that opportunity to, again to partner with them in the gospel uh, by giving of our resources and so uh, pray that you prayed about that and trusted the Lord in that and I want you to give according to what He's laid on your heart. Okay, and uh, let's have a word of prayer and when I'm done with this prayer. Uh, they're going to sing one more song, and then you're just dismissed, right? All right, let's pray. Father, thank you so much again for tonight and for the opportunity that you've given to us to um, to serve you uh, in this ministry and to partner together with these wonderful folks to serve you and to make the gospel known to one of the uh, uh, most unreached people groups that we'll ever get the opportunity to minister to. And yet at the same time of a people group that has a direct impact on our existence, uh, they will return to our communities. And so, Father, we have this great opportunity to bring the gospel to them and not only impact where they're at in the present, not only impact their lives, but impact the communities that they return to, the families that they come home to, and, uh, and, and the world itself. And Father, I'm just so thankful for our ability and our opportunity that you would choose us to be a part, to be able to partner together with Sing for the King. Father, thank you for that great opportunity and help us not to miss it, but help us to give out of our abundance, uh, not maybe even the abundance of our resources, but the abundance of what we have received in Christ. We trust you. And we ask for you to use these things to meet the needs of this great and vital ministry. In the precious strong name of Christ we pray. Amen.
0: to our king sing praises for God is the king of all the earth sing praises with a song sing praises to God sing praises sing praises to our king sing his praises for God is the king
2: We love you.